New year, new credit scores. Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on-time payments with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane, dumps it out the horse, packs it for three. Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! step back and kiss myself. Oh my gosh, it's over. Windy City Assassin does it again. The season's underway. The Bulls beat the Miami Heat in the first game of the season Wednesday night. Final score 116-108, but they were down a key weapon. We're going to talk about it, and we have a very, very special announcement to start the show today on this week's episode of Believe in Bulls, presented by BetOnline.ag here on the Believe Network. I am your host, Nick Schultz. We will get to the special announcement in one second, but I had to tell you about our friends at BetOnline. Football is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. The NBA is here. Plenty of good stuff to bet on at BetOnline. What are you waiting for? Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 100% welcome bonus only at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Also a reminder, we have an official t-shirt of the show, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, available exclusively at shop.believe.com. Plenty of good stuff there, but the official shirt of this show is Jordan Pippen, 98, The Last Dance, campaign-style t-shirt just in time for election season here in Illinois. Go check that out at the Believe Shop. Welcome into the show. We have some great news. Joining me now and every week here on the podcast, he is a former Bull. He is a 10-year NBA veteran. He is a very happy Tennessee volunteer. (laughs) He is C.J. Watson. Joining me as co-host of Believe in Bulls the rest of the season, C.J., welcome aboard, man. I am so excited to have you part of the show. Oh, appreciate it, man. Definitely glad to be here. You know, just grateful to, you know, to join you on the show and just make it fun. So let's pe- let people know who you are. Like, what's kind of your background with the Bulls? Because, like, I remember when you played, and this is really cool. So, like, tell tell the listeners your connection to the Bulls and what it was like playing alongside those guys. Uh, so I played for the Bulls 2010 to 2012, uh, signed there in free, free agency, um, and, you know, got – uh, picked that spot because of Derrick Rose, you know, Taz Gibson, uh, Joe Kim Noah, Luol Deng, a very young team, 
um, up and coming team, uh, new coach Tom Thibodeau, and we came in. And no one expected us to to win any games or a lot of games, and we came in and shocked the league. You know, um, D Rose won the MVP. Um, our bench was great. Uh, everyone knew their role. It was just a fun team to be around, a uh, fun city to play in. Uh, the fans were great, and the support was great. I love it, man. So yeah, like I said, happy to have you aboard. This is gonna be. We're gonna go to twice a week now with the show. We're gonna have CJ with us every day. I am so stoked. And we're going to throw you into the deep end because the Bulls started the season Wednesday mm -hmm. night in Miami, 116 to 108 victory. How about DeMar DeRozan? 37 points. First player to do that since some guy named Michael did it in the <laughs> 90s. I mean, we're going to start with that game in a little bit, but we need to lead with Zach Levine. Zach yeah. Levine did not play in the season opener because he's dealing with that left knee injury, that right knee injury. I think it's his right knee. Either way, it's knee injury management is what the Bulls said. And the fact that this was the season opener, he's not expected, I guess. I mean, my, my guy Sham Sharania reported that it, he might not play Friday in Washington, so it might be Saturday before we see Zach Levine. Right. The fact that this is so early in the season, I'm nervous. I'm concerned. <laughs> DJ, are you going to talk me off the ledge, or should I be concerned? What do, what do you think here? I don't think you should be so concerned just yet. I mean, you know, it's, like you said, it's the first game of the season. Um, we don't know the extent of the injury yet. Um, at least I don't for sure. But I think, you know, it's just precaution. Um, I'd rather him be healthy at the end of the season than beginning of the season. So I think they're just taking their time like any any organization should and any player should. And I think we should just be patient with it and just let it heal and see where it goes from there. If it gets like January, you know, February, and he's still sitting games out, then we have a reason to worry. <laughs> you know, I feel like, Back-to-backs could kind of be off limits. I think I saw like Joe Cowley say something like that on Twitter, but I could kind of see like, okay, they play Washington Friday, Cleveland Saturday. Let's sit him out in Washington, play him Saturday. But the fact that he missed the season opener after the time off in the preseason, like, I don't know. It just, maybe it's because I remember when Derek got hurt and yeah. I remember all of that. And maybe that's just in the back of my head, but coming off the max extension, man, I, I get what you're saying about at the end of the season, like when you make the pre when postseason run, you want him healthy. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen him in the season opener, though. I mean, yeah, true, but like I said, I'd rather see him uh, at the end of the season uh, during the during the year, seeing him progress, seeing him gel with his teammates, getting that chemistry going, and uh, like I said, still uh, working that knee out, getting it stronger, whatever the case may be. But I'd rather have him, like I said, at the end of the season than right now. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, the fact they. Demar dropped thirty-seven against Miami, so clearly right, they yeah. were they were fine they, they without him. <laughs> exactly, and that that goes back to something I talked about during the offseason. You know, I had my qualms about giving Zach the max extension because of we saw the knee flare up last year. We heard about the procedure this offseason, but the fact that they have guys like Demar and then Iodasumu, oh my goodness, Iodasumu, yeah. what what more can you say about him? Right. Like, do you think that? They have a plan in place. Obviously, they do have a plan, but like, do you think they have an effective plan in place with Zach's injury management going forward? Then, um, you would hope so, you know. But that's why you have a, a team, you know. That's why you need a, a, a one, two, three, maybe four or five punch, and uh, you have that with Demar, uh, with uh, Ao um, starting, and uh, hopefully, you know, the guys off the bench can bring some punch and be able to hold the hold the fort down until Zach gets back and gets healthy. And I think also having Lonzo Ball out has me worried too, but that sounds like a little more of a longer term thing than Zach. Zach sounds kind of like a play by ear. And like you said, early in the season, if there's any discomfort, I don't mind sitting out. It just, I mean, Billy Donovan even acknowledged it before the game. It's not a great look missing right. the season opener because of the knee management and everything. But 
I get where you're coming from here, but either way, even without, even with Zach in the lineup, I didn't think they were going to beat Miami. I think the only one who did was Stacy King. Cause he said it on the broadcast. Right. <laughs> that's that's Stacy. I, I love, I love Adam and Stacy, but I think Stacy well, thinks we're going to win every game. <laughs> you know, I think, you're, I think you're right. I mean, he's also, he's a realist when it comes to like game right. analysis too. I think Adam yeah, yeah. kind of keeps him leveled too, but what he said, he's like, Oh, I thought they were going to win. I'm sitting there thinking, uh, I don't know. I the line, like the betting line moved from Miami by six to Miami by seven and a half after the Zach right. news. So yeah. I wasn't sure what team we were going to see, but man, I liked what we saw, especially out of IO and the <clears> veterans. <throat> and just want to get your overall thoughts on, was that a best case scenario for the season opener last night? Uh, I think so. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. When you, anytime you go on the road and get a win, that's the best case scenario in any, any circumstance, especially when you have one of your star players out. Um, I think uh, Vooch is going to be more aggressive uh, throughout the season as uh, as time goes along. And like I said, the the bench players are only going to get more comfortable. Um, everyone's going to get more comfortable. And the chemistry is going to get way better, especially when Zach comes back. It's going to be a whole different team. So I'm excited to see it. You know, I like seeing Vooch come out that aggressive. You know, last year didn't go well. We right. we know about it. I, there were trade talks this offseason with, you know, oh, Rudy Gobert for Nikola Vucevic, which I was kind of pushing for, I will admit, mm-hmm. just because of his contract situation. But I think if they get that Nikola Vucevic night in, night out, and I think they can because you've seen him do it before, Yeah, I think they're going to be able to make a case for, I've been saying they're going to be a play-in team this year. Yeah. I think they can make a case for that sixth spot or so, but that, could, could that be a one-hit wonder? Or do you think we saw enough to maybe sustain this out of Vuce? you think he's maybe turned a corner? No, I think so. Like I played with Vooch and I, I I can attest like when he's on and he's, he's one of the best big men in the league, his footwork, um, um, his defense at the rim is, isn't that great, but, uh, it's, I think it's getting better. Um, but his offensive skill is just, uh, unmatched and especially with him adding the three ball, it's only going to get better. His pick and pop is like, you know, hundred percent, um, and Vooch is, like I said, he's a, he's a competitor, I think. And, uh, he'll definitely bring a, a sense of urgency, um, uh, when the, when they need him the most, I think. And I think we saw that USC connection too with DeMar last night. That was really cool. There was one play where DeMar kind of like tipped it back to him and Vooch went yeah. in for the layup. That was that was really sweet. I hope we see more of that. But I want to talk more about Io DeSumo. You know, last week on the show, I talked about him getting the starting point guard spot in place of Lonzo Ball. And I wasn't sure what that would look like because you know, I wanted Goran Dragic to start at that, that veteran feel right. in the starting lineup. But um, we're going to get to that in a little second about Dragic coming <clears> off the bench and why that's a good thing. But a guy like Io, second round pick out of Illinois, Chicago kid. We can talk about that all day. Yeah. I mainly want to talk about the second round pick going in the starting lineup and dropping 17 points in the season opener. I mean, <laughs> when Alonzo eventually comes back, and because yeah. he's going to come back, we just don't know when. Right. What is that going to do for Io's confidence coming off the bench, like coming think- in and leading that second unit? I think it's going to be even greater. He's going to know that, you know, now that I come off the bench, I have a little more freedom. Um, I might not be playing with Demar, who takes a lot of those shots, uh, and Zach, who's going to take a lot of those shots in that first unit. So now I can come off to the second unit and be aggressive, even more aggressive, uh, lead the second unit scoring and defensively. I've always been a fan of his since Illinois, and I think he has uh, the capabilities of playing uh, both ways. You know, uh, picking up ninety-four feet, just uh, just disrupting the the team's other offense and making it hard for him. And then on offense, he's you know he's a, he's a bucket. <laughs> so I think uh, and in transition, I think I love him in transition when he finishes at the rim. I think it's just a a, a go-to player. Yeah, I was a big fan of his at Illinois. I thought he should have been a first-round pick 
yeah, out of Illinois. Sure. Now, mm-hmm. I do know the NCAA tournament game against some team from Chicago. I can't think of who that could have been <laughs> when a certain team from <laughs> Chicago kind of stifled him a little bit. My guy, Lucas Williamson, is with the Clippers now trying to play for a two-way deal. He locked him down. Yeah, I know that kind of maybe raised some red flags for people, but the guy was a walking, talking bucket, and he could play defense. And I think that's what we saw last year. And I think if I'm Billy Donovan, which I'm glad I'm not, but if I'm Billy Donovan, you see that defense and you say, okay, Lonzo's out, our best two-way player. Let's throw Io in here instead of Caruso in the lead point guard spot and see how that goes. And I think we saw the impact last night against a great team like Miami that can beat you in multiple ways. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like, yeah, especially to come and do it on the road. Like I said, anytime you get a road victory, it's one of the hardest things to do in the NBA. Um, and for him to come out there and show his capabilities and, and get a great team like Miami. So it's going to be fun to see it throughout the season. And let's talk about Gordon Dragic too, because I really thought he was going to be the insurance policy for mm-hmm. Lonzo. I thought he was going to be the guy. Okay. They signed him in the off season. He's going to take over that starting point guard spot till Lonzo comes back. Then IO comes in, Dragic comes off the bench. And I know this joke has been used way too many times, but Dragic got the memo. Goran mm-hmm. Dragic got the memo. We led that second unit last night. That veteran second unit, Dragic, Caruso, Drummond, I think that's a really good group there. And we didn't even see Dalen Terry last night, which right. I had I don't know what to make of that. But I think the fact that those veterans played well, like I feel like we I feel like I keep harping on it, like when Lonzo comes back, when Lonzo comes back. But once this team is healthy, if you get that second unit, Dragic, Caruso, Dasumu, Drummond. I think that's going to be a really good core. And I haven't, I haven't mentioned Kobe white yet either. It's small, but I right. think that can be a really good second group there. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. You know, you want always want that veteran leadership coming off the bench to help steady your unit, uh, especially when the home team goes on big runs or if you're up 20, up 10 and you need a bucket, you want someone who can calm the offense down and get, get the ball to the right player or make a smart play. So that's what Drogic does. Uh, he's doing that all his career. And I think that's what you need for this team. And like you said, I think just they just need some more three-point shooting on, on the second unit. Maybe Kobe White come in there and knock some threes down. But uh, I think besides that, they got a great steady uh, second unit. You know, we got some news out about Kobe White, and I'm glad we kind of segued into this here. His rookie extension, didn't get mm-hmm. it. He's playing out his contract this year. I see him as a potential trade candidate, but could there be a way or a reason the Bulls keep him? Do you see him maybe as a factor on that second unit, or do you think he can maybe go somewhere and be a contributor as like a starter even? Um, You know, you never know. You just, uh, I, I think for him, his mentality should just be just go out there and play. Uh, don't, no matter what the, don't forget, don't worry about the contract extension. Just go out there and play, work on your game. How can you help affect this team and, and get better at the same time? You know, and that'll be your case, you know, at the end of the season when you want a contract or you need to be traded or whatever. What's that like for a guy when he's playing out this contract and there's a lot of rumors going around? Is there like a chip on the shoulder mentality there? I think we saw like kind of an edge out of him against Miami. Do you think he can maybe channel that into motivation or do you try to like block out the noise in a way? I know it's cliche, um, but I like yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I think you just play with the chip on your shoulder. Use his motivation, just like you said. And uh, like you said, you go out there and prove to your team that you're you're valued, you're needed, and uh, also to other teams. Every every night you go out there and play, you're auditioning for 31 more teams or however many teams there is in the NBA. Uh, so every team, you know, every night is a job audition. So you go out there and play your best every night, and you know, and hopefully you do well, and you know, and the team keeps you or someone else picks you up. And I think also, and maybe you can shed some light on this too, playing with those veteran guys on that second unit. And I'm also going to talk about Patrick Williams in here as well. 
Do you think those veteran guys can kind of lift up those younger guys and say, okay, like we're going to help set the table for you, but yeah, do you yeah. need like help them take that step up. Cause Patrick Williams to me is the biggest X factor on this team this year. Yeah. He's great on defense. We have seen that over and over. I want to see more on offense. Do you right. think maybe, and I know he's starting now. Do you think maybe playing with those guys like Drummond, especially on that second mm-hmm. unit, do you think that can maybe help guys like that? And then with Kobe white playing with Goran Dragic. Yeah, I think so. Those veterans have been there before. They've been through contract extensions. They've had big deals. They've been on one-year deals, you know, so they've been uh, waived or whatever. So I think they've been through it all. So they can help these young guys kind of go through the the business of basketball. And I think with Patrick Williams, you know, um, his offense is going to come. We just got to be patient. Um, throughout the season, we'll see streaks of it. And uh, sometimes we'll be happy and sometimes we'll be mad. <laughs> but I think we just got to, you know, continue to to, to bear with him. Um, and like I said, there's only one ball. And DeMar gets a lot of shots. Zach gets a lot of shots. Fuji gets a lot of shots. So his main thing is to come in and just play defense and score when he can, but still be aggressive at all times. You know, Patrick Williams' stat line against Miami, four points, two of six shooting, at two rebounds and a steal. He was minus four, which I don't buy a lot of stock in a plus minus. Like I think that that's one of those stats to me that, okay, it's useful, but you can't go based off it the whole time. Like DeMar was plus 13. He wasn't even the highest on the bulls last night, even though he dropped 37 points. Mm -hmm. But to me, I like that Patrick Williams is aggressive on defense. You need that definitely, especially on this team. I still think that perimeter defense needs some work. I mean, yeah. Miami last night seemed like they were just having their way from three forty-two point nine percent from deep. Tyler Hero, four of eight. Max Drews, Chicago kid, five of seven. Like mm-hmm. that'll that most teams that would kill you. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't like the fact that this team has to outshoot other teams. So I think a guy like Patrick Williams, and when I say he's an X factor, I think he needs to be that two-way player. Maybe not quite. I, I wanted to be obviously like a Kawhi Leonard caliber if he can. I mean, I feel like that's been a comparison we've heard a lot, but. I think we saw some good signs last night. I still, do you think there's more in there? I think so. Like I said, you just got to bear with him. Like I said, there's only one basketball going around and he can't, you know, you know, take shots from tomorrow or Vooch or, or Zach. So um, he can, only can get it where he can get it. <laughs> so he has to try and get it in transition, get it off the offensive glass, uh, just find other ways to be effective and affect the game. And, but most importantly, he has to affect on the defensive end. He's going to be probably guarding one of the best, players on the other team every night. So he has to take that, that challenge and, you know, and really just embrace it. You know, for a player who's in year three, and this is basically year two, because last year he missed all that time with the wrist injury, mm-hmm. which that just bad luck. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're effectively in year two. What does he need to do this year? They they picked up his rookie option, I think is what they did. The, the NBA's rookie situation is weird from the NFLs, which is what I'm used to covering college and everything. Yeah. So, Whatever it is, he's with the Bulls for another year or two. What right. does he need to do this year to kind of, I don't want to say build his value, but prove that he can be a piece in the long term for this team? Just find his role, uh, find his niche, um, whether that be defense. Um, but most importantly, just like you said, he needs to be a two-way player. He needs to find his shots in the offense, uh, where can he get his shots, um, transition, offensive glass, uh, pick and roll, setting screens and slip it out, or just uh, – just getting steals and just uh, making it hectic for the offensive player uh, who he's guarding. So I think that's the biggest thing uh, is to find your niche and just go, go from there. A lot of players have tough times doing that. And the ones that do, you know, last a long time and can find a, and maybe stick with one team. And I think if there's a coach that can get him to that level, it's Billy Donovan. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, am I, I don't yeah. think I'm being too much of a stretch. there saying Billy Donovan is the type of coach that you've seen it with IO where he's taken Io Desumu from second round pick to someone who's going to get a bag somewhere if he wants. Right. I hope the Bulls pay him. 
But right. I think with Patrick Williams, I think he he was a project coming in. There's a reason they called him Project Pat on Twitter, which I <laughs> hate that nickname. I despise that. Yeah. But he was he was a project. He was raw coming out of Florida State. And that's why I, I think this year could be a year he hones his craft a little bit, maybe develops more of an outside shot. I'm not looking for that as much. But what he does on defense, I think, is a big reason why he should still start, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he has to be that, like I said, guard the best player on the other team every night. Um, take some of that pressure off uh, Demar and Zach when he gets back. So, um, like I said, he just has to be aggressive on on both ends um, and just try to find his niche. And again, I'm not worried about the offense. That'll come, especially with Demar. I mean, I don't want Demar out there dropping 35 points a game, though. I mean, that'd yeah, be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Right. Don't get me wrong, because I was on the I was on the train for Demar to win MVP last year and everything. But I don't want. I don't think he wants to go 14 to 22 every night. But no, no. getting Zach Levine back is going to help this team. I mean, I yeah. it sound I know people will say, oh, they beat Miami without him. They had to outshoot Miami without him, and DeMar's not going to drop 37 a game. So once Zach comes back, I think this could be more of a balanced offense here, and especially if Vooch is going to, you know, he struggled in the first half. He didn't play great the first part of the game yesterday, but he found a way to do it, especially, I mean, 17 rebounds helps too. Right. But I think this team's going to be pretty balanced come Saturday against Cleveland, and that's a tough, tough Cleveland team this year with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough outing for him. Um, just those those wings over there, you know, are have the green light, <laughs> and especially from the point guard position, I love uh, the point guard and what he's doing in the two seven footers. So they're gonna have a lot to handle. I mean, that's the Eastern Conference as a whole too. Like the fact that let me put it to you this way: last year the Bulls won one game against top teams in the East. Yeah. As of this year, they are one and zero against the top <laughs> teams in the East because I count Miami as one of those top teams because they're they were the number one seed last year for a reason. Right. Like, the Bulls coming up in the upcoming schedule here, they have Washington on Friday, which Washington, that's a that's a wild card team to me, man. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm a big Bradley Beal guy. Like there was talk of, oh, bring Bradley Beal to Chicago. Well, I wasn't sure about that because he wanted mm-hmm. a big extension. But I'm a big Bradley Beal fan. That's a wild card team. And then they come home against Cleveland, Boston, and Indiana. This first part of the schedule is tough, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the first start of the season, you know, really uh, hones on on your mindset and what you've really been working on in the preseason and in the, in the summer. So uh, these these first few games can make or break you. Really, you don't want to go down. You know, be one and nine in the first ten games or two and eight or something like that. You want to, you know, kind of give yourself some breathing room. And I think they can. I mean, I think this team. You saw what they're capable of against, especially a good defensive team like Miami. I'm a, I've always been an Eric Spolster fan, and I know that's kind of the consensus around the league. And I think going against that good defensive team and doing what they did, they showed what they're capable of. It's a matter of now you've got to keep doing that. Like, and I'm trying to find here what their win total is for this year, what the Bulls win total is over from our guys at Bet Online. I'm having trouble finding it on the site here. But either way, I think they're capable of putting it together. I just yeah. need to see more consistency. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want throughout the season, getting better and better in your chemistry and you're, you're gelling with the team. Uh, like you said, just being more consistent each and every night because it's going to be a test. And like I said, to win an NBA game in the NBA is hard. It's, it doesn't come easy. <laughs> no, no, especially when you're on the road in Miami. That's why that makes yeah. that win so impressive, doing that without Zach Levine, who people right. say, oh, it's without your top dog. I still think if it comes down to it, I'm taking Damar over Zach as the quote-unquote alpha. I don't think that's necessarily fair to pick one right. of them because I think they play, they, they're different styles. Yeah, yeah. I think if, if you're giving one last shot, I'm giving it to Damar in the mid-range. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure, yeah. But getting Zach back would have helped make that a little easier, especially with the three-point threat when Miami was shooting the lights out. I mean, yeah. they kind of cooled off as the game went on. But like I said, this team, I don't like I don't like that they're having to outshoot 
some of these teams. And that's something yeah. going forward. I think Billy Donovan's got to address. I think he's addressed it in the press conference. I just right. want to see more of the defense going forward. And I think even Caruso jumping in the starting lineup for Zach helped with that as well. Yeah, I think, like I said, just Zach coming back would take a lot of that pressure off because uh, he's another three-point shooter. And he draws so much attention. So it'll leave, leave other guys wide open, hopefully for threes that, that are makeable in, um, in driving lanes too. So um, it, it'd be interesting when he gets back to see how the whole team gels and how the offense uh, and defense clicks. Well, either way, this is going to be a really interesting season. And I'm I'm really excited we get you for the rest of the year, CJ, because this is going to be really, <laughs> really fun to talk about. We're going to twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays here on the Believe Network. We're going to record Tuesdays and Fridays. We're going to drop episodes. And this is going to be a blast, man. This is going to be a fun year. Looking forward to it. Hopefully they can build out this win at Miami. And yeah, this is just going to be a really interesting start to the year. Yeah. So that's, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Subscribe to the pod on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you back here next week. We're going to hopefully talk about some more Bulls dubs. They're going back home this weekend. Zach Levine is coming back. We're going to have a lot more fun in store. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you back here on Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.